And then when we go back to listen to it, when we put it out, it'll be... (laughs) 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 Or or you won't even be able to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. So. Let's get to it. Alright. It's already 10.15. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 10.15 and we're down in a bunker. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Role Players, a podcast on sports. I am... One of your co-hosts, Art Mosley, he is... Daniel Allen. Our opinions don't matter. Just listen to us anyway. We are back after a long in-season hiatus. Very rare for us. Very rare. I mean, we have had things like work and... Sickness. And travel. And in-laws. And crappy games. Heads are falling off. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It is just... It is just... But we're here now. We're back. Unbelievable. We are not... In 932 Studio. No, we took the show on the road this week. Well, it came early. We're recording early. It's Tuesday as we record. Late night in the bunker of Studio 101. <laughs> yeah, on the road. We're down here with the cat in a bunker. Lou Cat hanging out yeah. with us tonight. Lou Cat's somewhere stalking us. So now we have two mascots. We have Shelby the dog mm-hmm. and Lou Cat. And Lou Cat. We got to get Lou Cat and Shelby to like do a segment. Interact? I don't know if Luke had be a big fan of Shelby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he loves he loves everybody. He's friendly, but Shelby can dogs, be a little pushy. Always. Yeah, she can be a little she pushy. Be a little over eager. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what, what's been keeping you busy? Because I think this has been like four weeks since we recorded last. Honestly. No, three weeks. No, uh, it wasn't last week. wasn't the week before. And well, you went out of town, and then I had to work in the evening. And then I was sick, so that's three weeks off. Oof, that's man. We probably you know. Will. Conveniently, I did not have to talk about any of these upsets that have happened <laughs> since we've been gone while, while the wounds were fresh. <laughs> <laughs> we won't spend a whole lot of time recapping uh, uh, the Miami Hurricanes' inexplainable, inexcusable loss to Georgia Tech, or. The Georgia Bulldogs' inexcusable or unexplainable loss to South Carolina. And here's the the funny thing is, you know, Daniel and I text uh, a little bit through the week, and even he'll find a funny a nugget for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, it's USC Junior. Yeah. Um, maybe They're Tennessee. Uh, and some fan was talking about he had a great feeling about this weekend. And I text back, and I was like, I, I don't know what I said, but it was almost the equivalent of, what is this guy smoking? He's on crack. Uh-huh. There's no way. Neither that, of that us. That was 99.9% of the population. Yeah. I mean, even his own fans and, and their writers were saying, no. No, but, not going to happen. And, and, and he said, well, what needs to happen? And most of the responses seriously were like, their whole team get the flu? You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> and then, But here's the thing. I could see there were issues. That's why I said George's not a top four team before that. And it's just, there's, there's the offense is just a mess. And... They put up numbers against some bad teams, mm-hmm. but the offense did not look right, and it and it's just dull and plain and vanilla in the same play over and over again. And we're not—it's just no creativity. But I still wouldn't have expected a loss to South Carolina, and even like every single thing that could go wrong, because even the pick six is what lost the game. But Fromm throwing a pick six, but even then, in the second half, I mean Georgia had 500 yards of offense, and South Carolina had. Basically nothing for most of the game. 
but then you have four different turnovers. Yes. And then you have eight seconds left and a 55-yard field goal if you try it then. on It was first or second down. And you have a kicker who's made it from 56, and he's probably the best kicker in college football. And Kirby Smart, instead of deciding to kick it, decides to run another play. But then they decide to audible and change the play call. And then you get Luca. And then you get an illegal formation, <laughs> come back five yards, and then you you try him. It's just like the it's just the dumb. No, actually, it might have even been a fifty yarder. And then after the penalty, it was fifty. 50. Whatever. No, it was fifty five, and then it would have been sixty. But it's just the comedy of errors. Like everything goes wrong, and then in overtime, Jake Fromm throws to Tyler Simmons, who's a senior who has never achieved anything in his entire career. Nobody knows why he's out there. Ball goes right through his hands, they intercept it, but then so South Carolina gets a gimme field goal, and then they miss it. <laughs> and you're like, oh gosh, they really don't want to win this game. And then, hold on, sorry. You talk about Miami, I gotta go get this cat. I can't even tell you about Miami because I believe I was busy um, flossing my teeth during that entire game. Actually, uh, I, I was not, I was not watching the game because I was at the Sequoia Girls Volleyball game. Truth be told, watching them destroy Tucker uh, in the Elite Eight round. Nevertheless, uh, inexcusable of how Miami can come up short in overtime against Georgia Tech. Uh, more or less, probably more inexcusable that uh, Miami's defense looked like Swiss cheese against Georgia Tech and really couldn't stop anybody. Um, and that's really all I want to say about that game. Uh, did you watch it live? I did not watch it live. I, I didn't watch any of it. I kept getting updates from my college Sunday school teacher who's a Georgia Tech grad. <laughs> and I was like, you know, the one time, uh, you know, Georgia Tech never, fans never bother me until they score like one touchdown on Miami. It's like, oh, did you see that? I was like, yeah. no. Oh, they're, they're, the, they're the team that you don't get anything out of beating them. But when you lose to them, you realize that why it sucks to lose to them. Yes. It's because they all start yes. chirping. And none of them really know much about football except for Redhead and Jenna. And so it's just, yeah. It's, it's, so both, both of us have suffered inexcusable losses. Oh my gosh, it has uh, been painful. It's like, it's, you know, we waited so long for college football, and then you get disappointed, and almost, I almost want it to go away. Really? I almost, already? I'm almost ready for college basketball. See, I'm, well, I'm ready for college basketball. <laughs> See, it's the, it's the apathy that sets in because uh, yes. as a Georgia fan, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop at all times. And while I, before the year, and on paper, everything looked promising. And I was very optimistic because of what's there. But something's not clicking. The, the, the offensive coaching staff is just, maybe that's the risk of new coordinators and hiring a coordinator who's never all that good to begin with. Uh, it's just, I mean, sure, we could beat Florida, we could go on, we could still make the playoff, but you're like, you look at LSU and Ohio State and these teams, and you say, if we played them, how would that look? And it probably wouldn't be pretty. You just know you're not on the same level. Right. But then that being said, last year I thought Bama was two touchdowns better than us going into the SEC championship, and we saw what happened. So you never really know, but it's, yeah, I'm with you. It takes... You wait all year, and you try not... I try not to record watch or scoreboard watch, you know, where the whole season is dictated by whether you win a championship. But And, and try to enjoy each game, you know, the 12 games as they are, regardless mm-hmm. of your record. But it takes a lot of the... You know, when it's the same thing over and over, like, it's just... It, yeah, it gets old. It's frustrating. So, uh, 
Let's talk about uh, another team that got upset this week. Let's not talk about my team that got upset two weeks ago. Let's talk about Oklahoma. Sorry. Digging themselves in a hole. And, and how? You give up 48 to K-State? You just can't outscore them. It, that's always been the problem with Oklahoma mm-hmm. the last however many years. And the, you thought they got Alex Grinch, who's a good coordinator. And you thought... I mean, in his first year, you wouldn't expect him to turn it around right away, but you'd expect improvement, but it's just, no, I don't get it. Why is it that when there's an offensive coach, mining coach with a good system, usually their defense is not very good, and a defensive coach, usually their offense sucks, with the exception of a few. How is that the case? Like, I don't understand that. I don't understand why they, why it always seems to work out that way. Because in theory, if you have good assistant coaches, you should the other it, yeah. side should be fine. You know, like when Saban hired Kip, Saban has no problem with his offense now. Of course, now his defense is not, not what it was. Yeah. But I don't understand that why it's always the case. I think some of it might come down to ego, and just a coach's ego, and maybe maybe sometimes you even get a defensive coach sticking his nose in to the offense. Mm. And you know, if I, I think that's one of the things signs of a great leader, though not not. A ton of them, uh, but a great leader develops his the 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 folks under him, and also knows when to dictate and knows when to. I mean, it's a fine line, right? Yeah. Because there's a lot of a lot of egos, especially at the college level. I'd imagine a ton of egos at stake, and uh, or in play. But can't one as a coordinator? Can you quote unquote fall your fall in line or know your role and? Not just on, on Monday through Friday, but also on Saturday. What's I mean? Is it the same? Is that message being preached? You know, it, is it is that head coach? Is he just a figurehead? Does he have control? What's you know? What's the what's that culture like in that program? And I I would be willing to say um, it's probably in a lot of places it's probably not as coherent and or, or cohesive as you, as one might think from the outside looking in. Probably so. So it's just interesting. I, it seems to me, and this is the thing with our offense, that our offense has been kind of the same for since Kirby's been here. It's just way conservative and stale. And I, my thought was, if I'm Kirby, I'm a defensive coach, I would be, he would be licking his chops if he was facing our offense this week, game planning against it, because of how easy and how predictable it is. Like, he would love it. So why doesn't he not approach it from that point of view? What's given me trouble in the past? What's given, you know, look at it from the reverse point of view. If I were scheming against this, you know, is it difficult to stop? Is it blah, blah? I don't understand why they don't do that sort of thing. Like when he was at Alabama, they always had issues with dual threat quarterbacks and spread offenses. And so I thought, okay, when he comes here, he's probably going to try to get that offense because that's what is the hardest to defend. But no, we have statues and we have... You know, the same old, let's put seven tight ends out there and one running back and let's <laughs> surprise everyone running between the tackles. I don't get I don't understand that. It just seems to me like you'd self-scout more and you approach it from that point of view. But I don't, I haven't earned $7 million a year coaching, so well, you're, you're I don't right. know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like things have worked out for Orzron, kind of, take, yeah. I, I think. I don't With, want to say hands of Joe off. Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't and know. Joe Brady and and Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's true. 
The so so Oklahoma that and the thing is that they K State was so close to choking that away. Yes. And when Oklahoma was down eighteen and you're you're thinking eh, they could come back, but K State would have to literally just hand it to them. And then they come they, back and score and score. And then that onside kick, which one of the coolest onside kicks I've seen. I've never seen it. You put like side spin on it, so the ball was basically curving towards the the players and coming at an angle instead of popping up. Mm-hmm. But then and then they recover. But then oh no, let's get the review and it hit his mm-hmm. knee and it's just like oh man. But anyways, that was that. I don't know if that's a nail in their coffin. I kind of think that they they could still get back in, but. Ooh, they got a lot in front of them. All right, so even looking at just the AP top twenty-five, right? They're at Oklahoma sitting at number ten. Is there a Big Twelve playoff game now? Still no. Oh, I don't know. I don't think there is. I don't and, think th- so. th- th- if there is, I. It's. I've lost track. Yeah. Of, of how everything's changed, but I don't think they do. So you have to get. I mean, Utah and Oregon in the Pac-12 is is kind of what that's looking like. Uh. Jo- You'd have to, you know, you'd almost really need Florida to beat Georgia mm. and then Georgia to lose in the SEC title game. Or would you rather Florida lose and then Georgia lose to Auburn and in the SEC Yeah, I guess, game? yeah, yeah. Um Florida's got an easy schedule. Penn State, you'd have to get, you know, they'd have to have a bad loss, I think. And then Clemson and, is not losing. I mean, look at that. And does a one-loss Oklahoma get in over one-loss Penn State Absolutely. or Ohio State? Uh, not over Ohio State and definitely not a one-loss LSU or Alabama. Yeah, I don't think so. But I think they get but, in over one-loss Penn yeah, State. But we know Alabama's going to have one loss because Auburn's going to beat them. You want to know why? Because why? I said so. <laughs> I can see it. Honestly, I could. It's at, it's at Auburn, and that defensive line is nasty. And who knows what Tua – that he's, he's built a reputation of being brittle. He has. Like a China doll. Yeah. And Mac Jones ain't going to win anything for him. Sorry. As great as everyone <laughs> in Alabama thinks they, their team is, that he's not going to win anything for you. So, I I mean, it, it's going to be a tall order as it is to, for them to beat LSU. But if, if two is hobbled or anything, they're going to have issues. They will. Um, the... Clemson, I, my feeling is that they're not even close to what they were last year. But their schedule is going to get them in. I mean, let's take a look at who the Tigers have left on their schedule. Uh, you've got game this week against the mighty Walford Terriers. You have uh, NC State. You have the 23rd ranked Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Excuse me. Nobody saw that coming. And mm-hmm. I mean nobody. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you. And then you've got in-state rivalry South Carolina, who has already proved to be dangerous. Yeah. Uh, so... And it's uh, at South Carolina. It's at South Carolina. Um, so it's, uh, I mean, they, stranger things have happened. Yeah, uh, they have. I mean, you we, learn to never say never. We've seen this uh, over and over again. So uh, I don't know. More and more, I'm thinking that the Bam LSU loser, there's a good chance they'll still get in. Oof. So I one, think two of them will get in. Assuming that Auburn doesn't knock off Bama, I think if Bama beats LSU and then beats Georgia or vice versa, I, I think they might still get in. Hmm. Two SEC teams and <laughs> the college Back world will rage. 
Pac-12 will be crying foul. I don't know. I'm just saying it's... I think they'll say this year, they'll actually say, well, who are the four best? And then they'll agree that LSU and Alabama are two of the four best, and they'll get in, and it'll be maybe those same four that are up there right now. Just swap out number two for number four. Or no, move everybody, Ohio State two, Clemson three, and then the SEC one-loss team four. Sure. I don't know. I got a feeling. Uh, how about, uh, I did not watch this game, but I, what was the hype around Wisconsin being a threat to Ohio State? I don't, it, it was garbage. Did you hear, did, I mean, did you get the feeling that it was kind of like they should be on upset alert? Like no. The, not I, even the, I mean, personally. Right, right. No, I thought they'd slaughter them. Right. But the same thing with Nebraska. Some people were like, well, Nebraska could threaten Ohio State. No, no, they can't. And Wisconsin especially, even before Wisconsin lost, you and I both know this is just two different leagues they're in. Right. Like, Wisconsin is just going to try to run Jonathan Taylor, and they're not going to make many plays passing. And Ohio State's going to unleash Chase Young and Okuda and all them, and then Fields and Dobbins are going to put up 30 points at some point, and Wisconsin might get 10. Right. But, but they didn't. So it's just, <laughs> uh, no, I never thought they were threatened. And I don't think they will be. Not mm. even Penn State. I mean, yeah, I think Ohio State's the best team so far. The most uh, well-rounded to me. The most complete. Yeah, they are, but they still have to play Michigan. Oh, gosh. And Michigan's back. They're back. Michigan is back. Yes. Michigan inter- said to the world, they beat <laughs> Notre Dame. And all of a sudden, they're back. Oh, Danny Canal was, was hyping them up. Are you kidding me? Did you see, uh, I think Paul Feinbaum said that uh, Notre Dame should cut their losses with, with uh, Brian Kelly and just go hire Urban Meyer. Oh. I mean, Ed, there's a lot of teams that should do that. <laughs> USC and Notre Dame will uh, make the Mi- chase for Miami. Uh, you would take him? Urban Cryer? Yeah. I mean, until he started cheating. Yeah. I mean, if, if Kerber were gone, I'd I mean, make a deal with the devil for <laughs> three or four good years. And look, then my, canes, my canes are already historically known. For, like, anytime you tell somebody um, um, uh, that you're a Hurricane fan, like, oh, the you, you guys are cheaters. You guys, And it's like, dude. <laughs> don't even yeah. don't even come at me with that. It's yeah. it's it's like uh reading the uh it's like reading the like uh the review instead of just going to see the movie. Yeah, it's it's that's dumb the people that do that just to stereotype. Yeah. And that was that was funny like it, late 90s early 2000s maybe that was clever or funny but it's, it's like long tw- it's almost 2020. I mean yeah, that's that's we're past that. <laughs> Yeah. You, but you really only start getting accused of cheating more if you get caught or, or if, if you North start Car- doing well. Or if you're not in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. They're above all that. So, so I don't know. I, I playoff outlook, so so far I three of the four that I picked in the playoff preseason are, are in the top four now. The only difference is that LSU is not in there and Georgia was. So mm. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, I still think will get in most likely. And I would, I think LSU will too. And so my scenario of Oklahoma beating Georgia could happen in a bowl, a New Year's Six bowl. It could, it could, but I doubt it. Or the capital one. And then, of course, I thought, well, if Georgia didn't fall too far, maybe Justin Fields beats Georgia in the playoff game, uh-huh. or an, and that would kind of. You want to talk about rubbing salt in the wound for Georgia fans? That's because, probably what will happen, even if we get in. Because that's the Georgia way. That's what happens to us. And irony stabs us. But 
I mean, I I think Ohio, I know Ohio State was the right move for Justin Fields. I am still perplexed at how the NCAA allowed him immediate immediate right eligibility this season. I just I don't care what kind of it must be nice to have money, I guess, and to have a great lawyer. Did you see so so Justin Fields said he said I guess last week that his first week on campus at Ohio State. He called his dad and, and was heavily considering re-enrolling at Georgia. What? And his dad, his dad Pablo, his advice was, don't give up. I'm like, where was that advice two months earlier, dad? <laughs> but yeah, so he, he, he wasn't comfortable there, and he was heavily considering coming back to Georgia. I heard that, and I was like, no! Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna make a comment that would have made me the poster child for sexism and the bastion of the Me Too movement. So I'm not gonna say what I started to say. I can't even. I can't even think of what you might have said that, that fits that description. But yeah, we'll stay away from that. Yeah, we just don't need the drama. <laughs> okay. We just don't need the drama. <laughs> Man, but I would have taken that back. Him back in a heartbeat. The more uh, I see Jake Fromm attempt to run and throw picks and do stupid stuff and. Oh, I've never, I've never a hundred percent been behind Fromm because I was an Eason guy and then I was a Fields guy, mm-hmm. and he chased them both off. And I've so in the back of unless he wins a national title, I will always look at him with kind of a squinted can eye. He? Like, can he win a national title? I think Georgia? he could, but I think, I, I think it's, I don't know. I think they need to let him play. I think that's the issue. I don't think it's him. He has one or two bad games every year that are just really bad. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, he showed against Bama last year that he could. He threw for 300. He carved them up. Right. And I said, well, he's won me over. But I still can't. Even after seeing that, I'm like, I still can't fully get on board with this guy because he ran off my two chosen ones. So I mean, did, did the administration or the founding fathers at Georgia sign some deal with the devil as to why you guys can't win a national title? I don't know what it is, but it's real. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about. Can we can we switch gears here? I don't. I, I feel like we're beating up on you a little bit, and uh, we're talking about the past. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the future. Well, I just want to talk about one more past thing. What? Uh, greasy uh, Gus Malzahn over there on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Coach Coach O getting in them. Coach O winning that ball game. Mm-hmm. That's big for LSU. Yeah, uh, oh, and, I, and I'm so over. And I think Bo Nix is going to be a great quarterback. Not right Slow now. Slow down on the, yeah. Not right now. You I know mean, what always happens though. A freshman comes in and makes a few plays, and they're like, oh, "This guy is a future. He's a second coming of. He's like Tom Brady. Yeah. It's like what? What? It's no. Sometimes it's Trevor Lawrence, and and it's real. But most of the time, it's not gonna. I mean, come on. They, yeah, the guy's nothing special, and their offense hasn't been all year, and uh, came back down to earth. And their defense is is legit. Auburn's completely. defense is nasty, uh, but guess what? LSU's defense is nasty too, and uh, I think they probably have the best secondary in college football. Oh, for sure. That's that's to me. We're not previewing that game now, but when it comes to LSU and Bama, I think that's gonna to me it's like it could be like a forty two thirty five game or thirty five thirty game. And the difference to me is Bama doesn't have a Delpit or a Stingley. Mm-hmm. And like they have two future NFL stars and that are proven and 
yeah, that's that's a big difference. I mean, Auburn did too. Their whole D-line is Sunday material, but that offense... <laughs> well, I think, you know, Auburn's offense didn't do enough to keep LSU's... Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, Auburn's offense didn't do enough to allow their defense rest, in my opinion. And they just mm-hmm. got worn down. Yeah. You know, late in the, in the third quarter, fourth quarter, you just got worn down. And, and you know, you're on the field for X, X amount or how many plays, and, and it's just they keep pounding you and pounding you and pounding you. And, and all of a sudden, uh, what's his name, uh, running back for LSU? I can't. I'm, Edwards Alaire? Yes. He kind of got loose a couple times, and it was yeah. just, you know, it's it's over after that, right? He, he wasn't having a whole lot of success early, but they keep, you know, they're – Burrow keeps plays extended miraculously, throwing to you know Randy Moss's son. Dude, that whole that whole receiver core. Uh, what I would give to have them. Uh, what I would give to have half of them. Just get just one or two of them. Just like, give me Jamar Chase, and I don't even need Jefferson. Just give me Terrace Marshall and Jamar Chase, and I'd be a happy man. man. Same thing with Bama. Just just give me Waddle. I don't even need Judy or Russ <laughs> or Devontae Smith. Just give me Waddle, and I'm I'm all right. The embarrassment of riches there for LSU. And even in a game where they, they play, that'll be the best defense they play. And uh, they still got it done. So, but but let's let's look at this. And I, I know so much goes into where a kid goes to college. But if you look at Coach O, would you rather go play for him, Kirby, or Nick right now? Um, objectively, if I was a kid looking at it, if I were especially a defensive player, I'd go to Nick. Mm. I'd go to the team that has proven over and over again to put people in the league. Now, if I was just looking to more enjoy my time, I'd go with Kirby Rowe. I don't know if I would want to go to live in Baton Rouge. That's just, it, it'd be cool, but a part of it would kind of feel like you're at a carnival or a circus. There's just or a, a certain freak atmosphere. show. Yeah, it's, <laughs> something about it is just weird. You know, it just seems like it's a fun place to go visit and then party at. But then you want to come home because it's not the kind of place you live. So I don't know. That would just kind of be different. I mean, could you imagine meeting your wife in Baton Rouge? I mean, there's... I'd, I'd, she could be in the voodoo, man. She yeah. be, <laughs> I mean, honestly, stop. if I were... I'm not going to say... You have to take George Kirby out of it for me because there's okay. no way for me to say Davo, Nick, or O. Mm-hmm. I would probably go to Davo. Go to Clemson. yeah. Because they're in. a good balance of family and fun mm-hmm. and getting things done. Yeah, I Nick's would... a little too all business. Yeah, and they're they're a cult. So, and then like I said, LSU, it's just kind of the yeah, I, mean, I get in trouble at some point. I guess it depends on like the eighteen or nineteen year old art. I'd probably pick LSU. Yeah. Wait a minute, it's far away from home, and yeah, and uh, once again, I, I've never proclaimed or have never been a all star football player, so I never would have. Attended LSU anyway, but but if you were, I would probably pick LSU today. Yeah. I would pick LSU. Yeah. Anyhow, anyhow, let's talk about this week's slate of games. You want to move past big week? Uh, at least here in the southeast, mm-hmm. uh, we have got a big a rivalry. Big rivalry. Uh, before we, we're going to talk. Let's talk about the undercard. Yeah. For us, the undercard is uh, Miami and Florida State. A game that used to be such a huge game. Right. Now it's become the who's more pathetic game. Yeah. But. 
It's just so, it's fallen off so far, huh? But it has still garnered prime time on ABC. 3.30, Miami visiting Telecrappy. Florida mm-hmm. State is a one-point favorite. I wish I could tell you anything about this game. But I've been so busy focusing on my freshman basketball team <laughs> that I could not care less. Hey, but this is a good year to not care less. It is. It is. One thing I want to say is I, I, I still think, um, God bless DJ Dallas, because if it wasn't for him, I think I would – I probably would have thrown in the towel a long time yeah. ago. Well – He's he's a beast of a running back. And then Florida State, about all I know about them is they got a beast of a running back too. They always have a, a – we're talking about Cam Akers, right? Yeah. Always – Florida State always produces a good running back or develop – seems like they develop or produce good running backs. Um, maybe Willie Taggart has got things moving in the right direction. I mean, literally, I, I don't know, maybe because I haven't – Followed them. I saw a triple pass last week, like flea flicker type thing. They beat Syracuse. I guess that's big. There you go. Um, I guess. But, you know, you look at their schedule. They, you know, Florida State is sitting at four and four. They get by Miami. I mean, they could literally uh, get seven wins this season. I mean, looking at their schedule, that's more than I would have expected. Sure. Sure. The Louisville. And NC State's not great, but they're not terrible. Right. I mean, you you barely barely beat Louisiana Monroe, so it's it's a little more respectable when you actually look at it than what in my head, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But again, I haven't watched any of them because I've had no reason to. Well, if Cam Akers gets going, it could be a long game for Miami. Uh, is it is it Nicosi at quarterback now? Still, uh, no. I want to say that. Uh, Jaron Williams is back. Is he? Did I? We're going to have to go to the tape on that. This is how far removed I've been. Uh, I thought he was back and led the team to a win over... Pittsburgh. Yes. Okay. Yes, so? in, a, in a game that Miami barely won. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh now. We're talking about the Pitt Panthers. Hey, Pittsburgh's done some damage yeah. over the years. Yeah, without Tony Dorsett. They've done some damage. They knocked off Cuse. They knocked off Virginia Tech back in the day. 2007 was that Shady's year. And they, Pitt knocked some, some people off, so they're not nothing to laugh at. They're no Georgia Tech. Anyhow, we're, we're kind of So done. what's the, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is uh, probably a very physical game, low scoring. Uh, I've got, uh, when I say low scoring, I mean the the total over-under is under 50, in my opinion. I don't know what mm. it is in Vegas, but I got uh, Florida State 24, Miami 16. Oh, man. You're not, you're not going with your heart. I'm going with my head. <laughs> is it going to be... Is it going to be raining? Here's another thing I got to talk about. I'm tired of watching games in rain. Between college <laughs> and NFL, I've watched more games in rain that are just snooze fest. Georgia, Kentucky, that was zero to zero at the half. Oh my gosh. And then we, we attempted one pass and completed it in the second half. One pass. And then the next day, I watched Washington and who did they play? 
Washington and somebody, the Redskins, and it was nine to nothing, and it was just no no passing. And then a, this past Saturday, I watched another game that's pouring rain. I'm just I'm tired of seeing rainy games. Like it's just it takes. So, anyways, hopefully the elements don't come in because. We all remember the Miami FSU game, the Sean Taylor game, where he was oh, yes. thrashing people left and right. And yes. Right. So. Uh, so that's my take on it. Uh, I, I, I know we didn't come prepared to give takes today, so. Uh, I'm not even going to give a score. I think Florida State will win. Zero, zero. It'll be one to zero, Florida State, Florida State over Miami. <laughs> how do you get one point? I don't know, but they'll figure out how. <laughs> They should start subtracting points for how ugly this game is going to get. Oh, man. And then, if that's our undercard, uh, big game this week, you've got Florida, Georgia. Georgia, Florida. You've got Florida, Georgia. And then down in Jacksonville, you got the Georgia, Florida game going on, too. Let's see, where I grew up in Jacksonville. Are you talking about Florida, Georgia line? Uh, I'm talking about the Florida, Georgia game. Okay. So when I was a kid, we called it the Florida Georgia game, and I since I grew up in Jacksonville where they play the game, I just think that's the, uh, the Brick Gator fans around. Sorry, there's there's plumbing going on, and we've got water gushing <laughs> in the background. Um, that's because you were surrounded by Gator fans who were setting the narrative, and you were buying into it. Uh, I was doing my best to stay neutral and out of that. Because I was a hurricane fan, okay. so I could not but care now, less But about. now you know that. Anyways, we'll get past that. We'll get past that. <laughs> the name of the game is not. The, here's the tragedy: is it's not the it's not known as the world's largest cocktail party anymore. That's a yeah. tragedy because the NCAA wants to clean that up. It They'll is. What it do up. they call it? They call it something lame now, like the Rumble by the River or something yeah. like that. No, 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 it's, no. Everybody knows what that's it is. lame. If, if any game is the Rumble by the River, it would be anybody playing Bishop Kenny High School. That's because their their stadium is on the river. No, 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 it is what it is. Yes. So looking back to the to the preseason and even week three, I mean, did we think there was any chance that this we'd even look at this game and wonder who was going to win? No. We we no. just knew that Felipe Franks was going to be quarterback and that the Gators would suck and yeah. that Dancing Matilda would <laughs> be two stepping his way around the media's questions and lo and behold, uh, this guy loses Somehow, his starting quarterback way. and here are the Florida Gators. So the Florida fans are talking about see it's just crowning him. He is just the greatest coach. He does this with less talent. See what he's done with Kyle Trask. And my thought was. If he's such a brilliant coach, why wasn't he starting Kyle Trask to begin with? Hello. <laughs> Serious. Like, does that not make, if you're such a brilliant football mind, wouldn't you look at those two and realize, hey, this guy's much better than Felipe Franks? That would be common sense. I don't think so. And he lucked into where they are now. I mean, because if Franks doesn't get hurt, they've got two or three losses. For sure. For sure. I mean, they probably don't beat South Carolina. Yeah. And let's see, uh, they beat they beat Auburn. Ugh. They barely beat Kentucky. Right. And they probably wouldn't have beaten them. Right. So. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, it's, I don't know what to believe about them. I think Georgia's more talented. Georgia opened as a six-point favorite by Vegas. Did you know that? And it moved down to three and a half, and it's back up to six. Now the money's the the money saw that I don't know uh, what to three believe. and a half, and they said, "Oh, this is easy pickings." Dude, I don't know what I don't know what to believe because here's the thing: is it depends on we had two weeks. Is that enough time for them to get it together on offense and come up? Now, before the Kentucky game, DeAndre Swift was saying 
he basically came out and said, you know, we need to get the bottom playmakers in space. We need to do some more things and open it up, which every Georgia fan has said all year. And then after Kentucky, they said, did you get it? And he said, no, we have we had a lot of things we worked and we're planning to do, but the weather dictated that we couldn't do it. So maybe okay. there's these new wrinkles coming out, but I'd have to see that to believe it. But is it wrinkles? Or, or, or at this point, we can't do an entire overhaul of the offense. But is there more in the playbook? And then maybe that's what you mean, what, what you mean by wrinkles. There's got to be something else besides, you know, Inside dive, right. inside dive, five right. yard hitch. Yeah, that's every every. It's every drive is going to start with inside dive, inside dive, and then we're going to run a hitch, or we're going to run it out, or we're going to throw a back shoulder fade. That's it. All right. There's no slants. There's no crossing routes. There's, there's no, no drags. Rides. There's no sluggos. I don't even know if we know that, that that's even a possibility to to have a receiver run to. Yeah, it's just it's the most plain thing in the world. It's so dull. It's just run, run, pass, or it's pass, but all of our, you never see anyone in space. And, and some people say, well, our receivers aren't good at, at creating separation. Well, you can scheme for separation, too. That's, that's you know, everyone does it, run a rope route, run anything. And it's just the same crap every week. It's just unimaginative, and I don't know how much of it is the offensive coordinator, how much of it is it, is it Kirby wanting to impose our will which he believes in wearing a team down, and that's great, but sometimes you got to be able to pass and score. And score. I was about to say you got to score. Right. I mean, so I don't know what yeah, to expect, because they man. used to, they be, well, he's playing Bainbridge football, man. Just wear him down. Beat him with I defense. I know, but even even his mentor, who he learned under, and that's, that's the old Bama model, that's the old LSU model, and you see what both of those schools have done to, to evolve and grow. And at some point, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of whether he realizes it soon enough or not. I don't know what to expect this week. I, don't, I could see, because in the past, coming off disappointment and, and issues like that, we've responded very well. Like last year after the LSU loss, we had a bye week in then Florida, and we played fantastic. And so it's like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Fromm doesn't usually have two bad games in a row, but... It's just hard to say. I don't, I'm, I don't trust them enough at this point. Look, Kyle Trask already with over 13, almost 1,400 yards passing. Uh, you get uh, LaMichael P. Ryan with 460 yards rushing. Oh. Pitts is their playmaker. I mean, they got Van Jefferson and Grimes, but right. Pitts is probably their their biggest weapon on offense, I think. Just not sold on the Florida Gators. I'm, and, I'm not either. I'm not. And I, I don't – I think they're prone to give up some points. Um, and I think they're going to be very – I like coming into this how how much praise they've been getting and hype and how confident they're feeling. And they, one of their defenders this week made a comment about how DeAndre Swift, Swift is just an average running back. And I'm like, why do you say stuff like that? Like, did you, know, you not do, learn? Do you know what happens when people say stuff like that? Dude, and it just happened to them. Like, seriously, it just happened where they said, yeah, he throws a slant, I get it, blah, 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 and all this stuff. Like, you, you have something every year, one of them runs their mouth, and Dan loves it because he thinks being cocky means that you're good or whatever. Like, he thinks you need to act cocky and all this stuff. And... um so I could see them riding high and coming in, and then you've got a very angry team on the other side. And trust me, this is the game more than any other that Kirby wants to win because he does not like Dan Mullen. Like, those two, he can't stand it. So it's going to be 
it's going to be, uh, I think he's going to, if, if he's got anything, it's going to come out this week. And if he can ever get him ready, it's going to be this week. Because that man wants Dan Mullen's blood. So give me a score. Oh, man. <laughs> so I think Georgia is a better team, but they're not playing better. So that's the hard part. Okay, here, I'll give, I'll give a score. Florida should win 24-17. to 17. Georgia will win 20... 20... No, 20... 24-20. 24-20. Yeah. I'm going over on the points here. All right. And I'm, I'm not quite sure why I'm picking Georgia to score 31 points. How's, how's Georgia going to score 31 points? But Georgia wins this game 31-27. So we both think a four-point margin of victory. Yes. So we're we're definitely taking the under. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. And then what we, leads you to that? What leads me to yeah. that? Uh, I don't think Florida's defense is as good as they are, and I think that that little nugget you told me about DeAndre Swift being an average running back. I think the thing is that you guys have three pretty good running backs. Uh, my personal opinion is that DeAndre Swift is going to be drafted before any other running back and that he's the best running back in the country. And that's not just a Georgia fan. Better than he's him. ranked, but a lot of the draft scouts have him ranked as number one. I think he's better than Jonathan Taylor. I think he's better than J.K. Dobbins. Ooh. Who's no. better? No. Maybe Dobbins. No, he's not better than Dobbins. Stop. Stop. I'm telling you, he can do it all, Art. You'll see. But, uh, <laughs> and then and after that guy said that on Instagram, Swift put a picture of him from a game doing the hush, and then he put the hush emoji, and that was it. And I was like, all right, I like that. It's, uh, here's the other thing about Florida's defense. Everybody raves about them and how many sacks they get and stuff, which is good. They got 10 against y'all, and then they feasted in some other ones. They... Greenard and Zuniga or Zuniga or whatever you pronounce it are extremely good. They've also have been banged up, but their strength is their pass rush, and Georgia's strength is two offensive tackles that are going to be probably drafted this year. One of them will be in the first round. Another one will probably be second round. So if anything on defense, what scares me more is secondary, which Florida's got some players there, Henderson, but... I think that Florida's pass rush will be neutralized to an extent by our tackles and our offensive line. So that's why their defense doesn't concern me as much, but neither did South Carolina's. Ooh. So And they came and they showed up to play. Yeah, they did. Yeah, uh, they did. So now we're finished talking about uh, this week's games. This week's games. Can we rewind the tape and talk about <laughs> So, Daniel. Tennessee will not win another SEC game. Uh, Daniel, yes, they will. As a matter of fact, they'll probably win two. I'll bet you some chicken they don't. I bet you that's a great bet. Oh, double man. down on that. Mm. Uh, and so. Refresh everyone's memory about what happened. Yeah, so we got to. Uh, I guess it was the Florida loss, or no, it was after the BYU loss, I think. Yeah, yeah. We were like, they. I think right before they started the SEC schedule, I said, oh. You said Tennessee won't win an SEC game. I was like, yeah, they will. They probably win two. I said that, yeah. Well, first off, I said they wouldn't get above two wins on the year. Right. Already there. I already missed that. And I said they wouldn't win an SEC game, correct. And I already missed that. 
Twice. Yeah, twice. 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 Dominated South Carolina. The same. Mm-hmm. This is what's crazy about football and why you have to come every week. Like, not just football, every sport, right? You just have to be focused and prepared every week. They dominate South Carolina, a team that beat Georgia. Right, Georgia just didn't come out to play mm-hmm. against South Carolina. Let's be real. Now, yeah, South- Georgia threw the logo yeah. out there. Don't and expected it to win. Don't take any way from South Carolina anything away from South Carolina winning that ball game. But Georgia didn't come out to play. Yeah. So, you know, stranger things have happened, right? Uh, and let's also real quick while we're talking about it. Did you watch Alabama and Tennessee? Uh, no, because that game was close, and even going into the third, fourth quarters, Tennessee was right there with them with striking distance and was about to score down on the goal line, the one-yard line, to make it a one-score game late. And the quarterback went went rogue, as people say, and basically tried a quarterback sneak that wasn't actually called. They called a handoff. And it would, it's been confirmed that he just decided himself to try the quarterback sneak. And he threw it over and fumbled it, and it was returned for touchdown. Oh so... Gosh. So they, they beat South Carolina. They played Alabama much closer than the score indicates because that would have been 28-20 at that point. So anyways, yeah. And But before that, Mississippi State, they won. 20-10. to 10. But why does that matter? It matters because now you were going to buy me lunch at Guthrie's. Mm-hmm. Or a dinner, a lunch, dinner, whatever. I mean, we're going to Guthrie's. It's all the same. And we're gonna, chicken fingers and we're fries. Gonna, me and you are going to eat chicken fingers and fries on your nickel. Yep. And that's uh, that means a lot to me because I don't normally win these bets. And even and, and I even said, yeah, we even had suggested or you had suggested, let's just make it just on the South Carolina game because I said they're not going to beat South Carolina. And I think you said that they would. And I said they're not. And we said, well, we can do it just on that game. And I said, no, do it on the whole season. They're not I mean, going to win. Very confident. Very confident. Extremely. Yeah. Oh, that, a bit overconfident. Almost like back. a Florida Gator defensive line. Yeah. It's so... So Art's getting free chicken. Yeah, we're gonna have to set that up. That's the best um, kind of chicken too. Yeah, free. Yes, yeah. you know, you know what? The, free bird. Yeah, free. <laughs> you know what's funny is we're talking about Tennessee now. They got UAB this week, uh, mm-hmm. a program that was almost on the verge of collapse. Right? It was. Yeah, they shut it down. They'll probably resurrected it. Yeah, Tennessee probably loses this weekend. Probably. <laughs> the roller coaster of emotions from their fans. Oh, you want to talk gosh. about following? I followed their message board too. And the roller coaster from those two losses, and then they played Georgia good for a brief, you know, for a quarter basically, and then the win, and then Alabama, and it's just up and down, up and down, and that's been the way. More than anyone, South Carolina's had a roller coaster year because they have had, you know, despair, terrible play, and then they'll have a good win. They beat Kentucky, which they hadn't done in five years. And then, you know, they're back, well, we're going to get crushed by Georgia. And then they're on top of the world saying, hey, you know, we could, you know, we could beat so-and-so. And then they lose, get blown out in Tennessee, and they're right back down to earth. Yeah, uh, South Carolina needs to go away. They just, they're not very good. I feel for them. I don't. I mean, but here's what you got. Uh, a win this week almost I don't want to say guarantees. They're too early in the season to talk about guarantees. Still a lot of meat left on the bone here, but really puts the winner, the winner of the Florida-Georgia game is in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, uh, for sure. Eastern Conference title. Barring a collapse, because then Georgia could lose to Auburn and still win it, and then and they could lose to Texas A&M too, but it's, uh, you know. But, yeah, you'd have you'd have a cushion. you have one loss to, to take and still get in. So, yeah, whoever wins this, to me, is a de facto SEC East title game. 
That's that. Uh, anything else going on in your world, man? <sighs> I don't even know. So I mean, busy. it's just <laughs> I can't keep track of it. Man. <laughs> hey, I did go to the War Lodge on on Saturday. Did I tell you that? You went to the War Lodge. Went to the on War Saturday. Lodge on Saturday. Well, what were you doing back in the War Lodge? So Megan's cousin. Um, her daughter was playing in the Elite Eight of the whoa, volleyball. Whoa, whoa. You were at... I was there. No, you weren't. Me, against Tucker. No. In volleyball. Yes. They played... Uh, they played against a team from Augusta. Lakeside. Ah, shoot. I was Lakeside. not there. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I was there two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. So, so I was there this past week because okay. her cousin's daughter... Uh, plays for, I think it was Lakeside. It is. And you know why I wasn't there? I'm sorry, because we had basketball practice. Oh, really? Currently, yeah. So the varsity practice was over at 1 o'clock. The game start, I'm sorry, 1230. The game started at 1 o'clock. Yeah. And we practiced from 1 to 330. Okay. Or 1230 to 330. Yeah. So I was in there. <sighs> I was back in the lodge. We, yes. were, we were up at the old Dean Russ, Sequoia East, as it's now known. Okay. And guess where I was before I came to Studio 101? Where? In the War Lodge. Oh, really? Watching the... Final Four game. A volleyball? Sequoia swept. Really? Beat Pope. Dude, they are, I was impressed. I this, They're not the most like physically intimidating, dude, but... And Pope had some big kids on this team, but let me show you. This picture probably won't do it a whole lot of justice, but the student section at, um, at Sequoia, the pet band shows up, right? Mm-hmm. This is a volleyball match. Oh, come on. Is my, I think my battery just died. Ah, we're gonna have to. Well, paint the picture with your words. Standing room only. Really. Students stand up, rowdy. When you know they switch sides, so when the Pope players come to the side where the Sequoia students are on, they've got like two or three signs that said Pope has no hope. Right. Mm-hmm. They've got the broom out for the sweep of the straight sets. Okay. Every time, every time Pope goes to serve, they're like all up in there. I mean, it is very raucous. Mm. You got the pet band playing during timeouts. Um, just a phenomenal environment for high school volleyball. I, something that I remember watching our girls' volleyball team when I was in high school. Like before our practice, they would have a match, and then we'd watch, and we'd be, you know, we'd be cheering them on. But nothing like this. I mean, hats off to the. I mean, you had football players there, you had basketball players there. Just the students were just. Great, and for the most part, I thought they kept it clean. Not mm-hmm. a whole lot of cussing and, and all that other good stuff or bad stuff, for that mm-hmm. matter. But, but um, see, on Saturday it wasn't that loud. Well, I it, guess once they made it to the final four, I guess it was, they turned it up enough. Yeah, it, it was it was turned up, man. So um, kudos to the Sequoia Chiefs, man. Uh, three freshmen. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, three freshman starters on that volleyball team. Oh, really? Yeah. So they, uh, Coach Edwards does a good job over there. But really humble guy. And uh, man, I don't know who the coach was. Yeah. They asked me, and I was like, "Okay, listen, I, I was here 18 years ago. I don't think the coach is the same. <laughs> no. Who's no. the coach? I don't know. It's <laughs> probably dead at this point. <laughs> so, anyways. So you were at the War Lodge. So good. You should come back to the War Lodge uh, in December or January to come watch the. Uh, Boys varsity basketball team play. I'm going to. I'm going to bring Cooper. I already told him he wants to go to a basketball game. So, I mean, well, you, well, I, I told Megan this weekend, December fourteenth. Go see one. See Mr. Art. Uh, if you want to see the freshmen play, 
had to come a little earlier. If you want to see the big show with the varsity, December 14th would be a good day if you're not doing anything that Saturday. We play Osborne. Remind me then. I will. I'll, I'll come back to the lodge. Roam Every, down the everybody should come, yes. Reminisce. About uh, your days at uh, yeah. SHS. Yeah, if hearing my name come over the intercom to, to go to the front office. Ministers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's all we got this week, guys. Thanks so much uh, for uh, for all those who asked if we were still doing the role players. Yes, we're still here. Uh, we plan to be back next week, uh, yeah. next Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. We plan to be back. Barring and, uh, a sickness. Yes, and uh, we will have our thoughts on Florida, Georgia, Miami, Florida State, and games upcoming. Yeah, probably be back in 932. 932 Studios, our home office. Yeah. Great. Hey, great, great time over here at uh, – yeah, Studio 101. I can't uh, wait to listen back and listen to when the cat started moving. Because what it was is the cat was in a box. And it, was, <laughs> it could not get out. In a box, yes, and it could not get out. So that's... <laughs> so shout out to Lou Cat for making it. I mean, I, I almost thought we should just... Let, I, not leave him in there by being mean, but I mean, I thought it added some flavor to the show. Today. Just, yeah, yeah, him in the background. So... Anyhow, you guys have a great week. Stay safe. Uh, cooler, cooler weather on the way, so you guys bundle up this weekend. Stay dry when you're trick-or-treating. Absolutely, man. Nobody, oh, that's horrible. Terrible. Hey, until next week, I am Art Mosley. I'm Daniel Allen. Our opinions don't matter. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.